Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to Say What? It's September 2nd, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is uh, Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Radler. And although our theme song says no agenda, we have sort of an agenda, kind of. At least something specific we're going to be talking about. And it's uh, Spirit Babies. Um, But we're also going to, uh, well, Jan Shaw on her show, she just read Matthew's message. Matthew Ward, uh, Susie, his his mom, had had a a severe heart situation that she's now doing very well and been able to post uh, the message from Matthew. And uh, I'm quite willing to hear it again, but there's people out there that don't listen to her show that do listen to this show, so we're going to be doing that too. So, um, first off, I'm going to just, I'm hoping Dolly's here. Yeah, Dolly, you here? Yep, I'm here. Okay, all right. And uh, you're doing okay? You want to say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. I missed you over the week. I really did. Uh, For some reason, this is the worst I've ever missed you. I don't know what's going on, but I had you all in my thoughts. Makes me want to sit here and cry. <laughs> Sorry. I love y'all. Okay, well, or Mona, go ahead. Mona, You, what would you like to say? Well, besides the blowjob that went through Florida and all those other areas that really did get devastated, um, there's a lot of people feeling the tightness of everything that's going on, and you're probably feeling part of that. Dolly, because everybody's at the verge of wanting to cry. So, it's been tough. It really has been tough. Yeah, and that on top of Maui, we've had a lot of emotional things. And then I just learned another one from Jan, and it just, wow. I just want to sit here and cry. But yet, I'm at peace with it. Go figure that one. Well, what'd you hear? I didn't hear it. Well, Keisha's not doing well. Oh, that but, part. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah. Yeah, but, but you know, I believe in magic. And Me? magic is the manipulation of energy. So I'm not going to give up. Jan's certainly not going to give up. And, you know, Keisha might feel that this is what it might be. It's always their decision. So, you right. know, we... We could be fighting against something that she wants. So w- we just need to explain to her that, no, we need her here, <laughs> you know. And she she shouldn't go anywhere because um, it, why? We're, you know, stay with us, Kish. So I'm saying let's just do some magic and uh, just see it gone. And I, I've got my uh, uh, turpentine spiral working chirpy there you know dolly you should you know oh you've got a lot of different energy devices just set because 
we can, you know, it was like you had the momentary forgetting what we were talking about there, Mona. That happens all the time because it's something you don't want to think about anyway. But we just sort of go through the day and, and it comes up and then we think about it. But when you program these devices, they don't have to sleep. They don't forget. They just keep churning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't forget about the devices you have, even if it's just a piece of shungite or just your own intentions to, you know, just say, I might be forgetting this, but I don't want it ever to stop for me, because you're an energy device, too. Mm -hmm. Just a little more limited, (laughs) in a lot of ways limited. Walter, what do you got to, to say today? Oh, no, I'm just, I'm listening to you guys, uh, talk and I I saw I'm, I was reading the messages to Jan um, uh, Jan con- contacted me was it yesterday I, I forget now if it was yesterday or before that and she told me what the issue was with uh, Keisha so I was able to program the, the spooky device specifically for what she's got so um, we're just keeping my fingers crossed I hope that works I hope it's assisting her. Well, if we do enough energy and, and, you know, again, like I say, she can override anything by what she decides. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think that they can change their mind if they made that decision. I can think they can break a contract and just stay. What, what I find uh, uh, pathetic is the attitude of veterinarians that, their their first their the go-to solution is put them to sleep i'm saying this this is it this is what you learned when you went to veterinary school put, put them that's it number the number the one and only solution to anything and everything wow it, it's like a it, it kind of reminds me this business of uh, sacrificing horses when they break a leg the horses legs heal the, wood, right. the, the, the bones knit again what happened? It might not be a race horse because the, now the the bone is a little bit different. But there's no reason to keep the, to sacrifice the animal. Who who came up with that solution? Is someone who didn't want to waste the time and money to heal them? The Satanists. Come on. Yeah, I guess. But you know, you know, the, the thing of it is, is that for I think probably ninety percent of those situations it's because these people are ignorant they don't know any other way mm-hmm. i had a situation where um my cat andy it was before the fence was up but a fence won't stop the cats from getting in and out but i was out in the yard i didn't hear anything i just was like look to the street okay and i see him and he's absolutely in distress he'd gotten hit in the street and I didn't I mean I didn't even know he left his ever left his yard and um, so I immediately take him to the vet and the vet was like whoa this is really bad and I, and so I don't want to get into the graphics of it but I'll just make it this way so I said to him I said uh, he, he, the first thing he said is we're gonna have to amputate the leg and I said wait a minute hold on I said what is the thing that is most critical how do we stabilize him so he he told me that and what i had done is that i had virtually grabbed a whole 
uh, like a home every every crystal in the house that I was walking through while I was trying to get out of the house. I just grabbed them, put them in my pocket, and I said, um, it was a blood circulatory system at first, and I said, okay, I said, and I knew, oh boy, I knew these things. I'd been working with gem elixirs and stuff. And I said, okay, I said, I've got this ruby. I want you to please just keep him over my night, stabilize him, put this ruby here, and it was another one, I think amethyst. And I said, please just let him be with these rocks. So the next day I go over and the circulatory system is miraculously working. I said, okay, what's the next most critical thing? And we went through everything step by step. And the only difference was bringing in different rocks specifically for whatever we were trying to target. He never lost his leg. Yes, he had a limp for the rest of his life, but he lived many, many years. And so... One day I get a, 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 I had a cat that I had brought in, and um, he had a, another fellow there that was was looking at him initially, so I didn't converse with him. But then he um, he called me up and he said, "Do you have any stones that you can use for Freddie? Because we don't know what it is." Ooh. So what I'm what I'm pointing out here is that he had, he had seen a demonstration of the healing well another one that happened uh, not long after that um was that his i got a call from the receptionist at the 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 vet's office and she said um we got a cat in here a kitten that is not going to make it do you have anything you can you know rocks or anything i said and i i listened to what the situation was and i'm going like you need more than that so I picked up the phone and I called a psychic that was the best psychic I've ever seen until I met Derek as far as energy healing. She could see inside the body. It was amazing. And her name, oddly enough, was Crystal. So I told Crystal the problem and I said, I know that you have been wanting to work with animals. We have an opportunity here where you can, you know, demonstrate this. And uh, so she said, okay. So that was in the afternoon of when the cat had been brought into the vet's office. And the next day the vet got there and he goes into expecting to see a dead kitten. And instead the cat's like perfectly all right and eating. <laughs> and never had, never had another problem. And, you know, it, that freaked him out. That right. totally freaked him out. But it, once once they get introduced to it, then they they know. But a lot of it, I mean, all we have to do is teach these people. They're healers, you know. I mean, all of them, from, from veterinarians to doctors to nurses. If you teach them what they should be doing, not what they're being told to do, right. uh, there's too many good people out there, you know, that just don't know. And it's our really? our place to make them know. <laughs> Here, I'm going to tell you how to do it. And uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully there's enough of them out there that we can turn everything around quickly. I know that there's a lot of negativity out there and um, weird. I, I, I can't tell you how confused I am about the days. Last night, I spent the day knowing it was Friday because I was under the scaler uh, session, the, the free scaler session that Derek does every Friday. And many times when I'm under that scalar wave, I just, I'll clean the house, 
yesterday I I went and I got on the roof, I cleaned the roof, got off the roof and mowed the lawn. <laughs> you know, it was like I was like a little uh, you know, energizer bunny out there. Um, so I knew that it was Friday. I knew that this energy thing is often associated with a scalar. And then it gets to be like 12 o'clock at night, and all of a sudden I went, oh, my God, I haven't got Tuesday's shows ready. And I would have I would have bet my farm on the fact that it was Monday. I actually went through the process of putting up the show for Tuesday. <laughs> And and then and then I'm going. Oh, it was something. Something twigged me, and it, it's like I I just can't get my head wrapped around what day it is. And is it, halfway through a day, I'll go. What day is this? You so know? we're we're turning. We are uh, transmuting the rhythm of the days, where the day will feel as you feel, not not as the, what the day, not what the number or the name of the day says it is, is the day is what it, we want it to be, not what they tell us it should be. Like, for example, for the longest time, I've heard it say how everybody hates Mondays. Oh, everybody hates Monday. What What's going happening with Monday? And everybody loves Friday. Oh, finally, Friday, the weekend. Well, that's going to change because we're changing. So we don't have to be slaves to all these energy patterns. So you could have a... a Fantastic Monday, super positive, productive Monday, and not have that the annoyance that oh god, it's it's Monday. We're not doing away with that. Otherwise, we're not using a neurology correctly. <laughs> I really don't know what it is, <laughs> but I, as you were talking, I thought about that thing that um, you brought up. I guess a week ago, maybe, maybe, I, like I say, I don't know, um, concerning the, the uh, conception being the actual time of your birth. And you suggested that you can use tapping to uh, sort of engage that concept in your own beingness, your own experience. Yeah. That Reclaim that, that energy back to yourself. I, I use tapping and it, it I felt the difference. I and I'm the I'm, remember. I'm not like you guys who feel everything and oh, I'm feeling this. I'm fe I'm not like that at all. But yet I, after I was done with the the sequence, I immediately felt the difference of before and after. So yes, in Elia is right. You ca you can reclaim all of your energy when you incarnate. Well, so, because yeah, I, that also that that also tells me that. That's done on purpose. That business of prematurely cutting the the, the cord, and they're boom. doing it on purpose. They're, they're keeping part of your energy. That's they're right. not letting you have all your energy. They're keeping part of it. So they, they're stealing our money. Even, even, at, even when we're being born, they're stealing our money. <laughs> well, my... my I I started to do it while we were doing the show, and then you stopped talking, and I I stopped doing it, right? And it took me well uh, some time before I thought, oh yeah, I didn't do that. And I had contemplated it, and I said, you know, I kind of I kind of think that I might have incorporated that already, but let's give it a try, because um, well, I'm an illegitimate child. Let me put it to you that. Way. So. <laughs> According to the church, not according, according to nature. 
according to my mother. <laughs> according to my mother. And um But you so, were the first. Hold on. <laughs> I was the first of ten. I, I, I kind of think that she blamed me for being you know, trapped in a one day she said to me that I was like, I don't know, 14 or something, and I said something to her, and she turned around, and she said, I'm, I'm, I'm just so glad to hear you talking about things that an adult would talk about, talk about, and it confused me. And she said, do you know what it is to live in a child's universe where every kid is thinking like a child, and that's what they want, and that's it? I mean, she said she was like, you know, like kind of ex confessing to me that she was half nuts because she lived in the world of children. Um, so, but so, you know, I mean, I, well, I'll tell you the story because it's like one of those, oh, okay. My aunt, who was living down here, told me that we had to go back to Massachusetts because my mother and father were, were going to have a surprise anniversary party. I didn't know nothing about this. This was something that they're planning, her sisters, right? And so we drive back to Massachusetts, and along the way, I'm realizing that I'm driving back for a 25th wedding anniversary for December, and I'm going to be 25 in June. Huh. This sort of makes me think that maybe there's a story behind my conception. And that's what, what I'm talking about, Walt. So, I, Mom, Mom gets surprised by all her families there, brothers or sisters, everybody, all her friends. And she virtually, my sister, I think, had picked her up and brought her to, and, and we were at the, uh, we had a, a, a house on the lake. It was lovely. It was, everything was happening. And she, my sister, told me that she wouldn't get out of the car initially. She was so embarrassed. Now, the, my my siblings knew that there was only six months between December and June. I never picked it up because you'd ask them, what, what anniversary is this? And you'd never get a, an answer. You well, know? Bo both my parents were like that. My father was, uh, his mother was an unwed mother. Uh, my mother's, uh, be because of her, her f parents had to get married. So they were married after she was conceived. So it was like, it's it's like the only show in town. <laughs> well, this natural, is natural children. Th this is this is a very you know staunch Irish Catholic family, and for my mother at that time, it was uh, something you didn't do. Right. And she carried an, an immense amount of guilt. you know guilt. And they're, so, they're experts at that, aren't they? That's so sad. <laughs> Well, you know, at this party, everybody's drinking, and I ended up being with my mother, and I said, I just want you to know that I figured out six months is between blah, blah, and she, she got really, I mean, teary-eyed. I could never tell you that, and I said, well, I'm just here to tell you it doesn't bother me, but because of, because of that whole story, I think I kind of like got, got the feeling of being connected at the time of con conception. Well, you understand what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Yep. That most people wouldn't even think about it. That, oh, I was a baby for nine months. I was a baby for nine months. It brought a lot of fear to my mother. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's really sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is sad. But wh what happened was that by me confronting her and saying it didn't matter, 
I felt like some distance that had been between me and that woman had suddenly collapsed. Cool. You know, the secret was gone. So, um, you know, so you I told her. So you told her you you're now free to go. You're no. not free. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't take it in the metaphysical oh. terms. It was just you know, by the time I'm born, it doesn't really matter. It's like you're saying, everybody's getting knocked up, as we would say. <laughs> yeah, well, those were the days we're going to long for because I don't see the future having as much success at it. Well, if you're going to listen to the stories you just heard, but remember, those stories are the ones that are talking about what was, not what is, and not what will be. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And what we're referencing is, uh, for those people that have been with us for a while, you probably remember uh, Canadian Nick. Well, Nick is sent us a, a, a link to, uh, let me see, where is it? Where did I put that here? It's a link to a video on Rumble. Good, you know, we don't do YouTube very often anymore. So if and, I'm a, um, just a quick question, because I, I haven't uh, spent any time look, listening to this lady before, but is she supposed to be some kind of psychic like Dolly? Because they're asking questions to her, and she's respond, pulling the answers out of the air, so she's a psychic, I, I get it? Yeah, that's what I got out of it, too. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. Well, I think she's been at this. I think the woman went to her for questions because Honey um, had been talking about this stuff to begin with. It wasn't like this was, you know, something she'd never been asked before. She's been speaking about this. Mm -hmm. And I thought that the, the uh, what was her name? Uh, Golden? No. Honey Golden. Oh, Honey Golden. What was the other woman's name? Uh, oh, you mean Dana? Dana or something? Dana, yeah, Dana. I think you're right. Um, and she had just such a an, a comprehensive list of questions that when she asked Honey, it was like, yeah, she was. I thought. See, I thought she. I trust her. I don't trust people that get a funny voice and they start channeling. You know. No, right. But she was like just listening to her own self, her higher self her guides, you know, whatever it is, the voices that I do the same thing. All of a sudden I can, I start to get like messaging. Right. And it's, it's not like you're delivering it verbatim. You're listening to the message and then you're yeah. talking it. Like when Dolly goes, not so fast, Dave, not so much. You, you guys are talking <laughs> exactly. all at once. you got to slow down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought when I was hearing her talk, it was Dolly. Because yeah. it is, we all get them. <clears throat> Yeah, and she's not putting on any kind of phony airs about it, you know. It's it it was it was it's it's very well worth listening to. Let me put it to you that way. Um, let's see. Did you guys take notes? I told them to take notes. Let's see how many of them took notes. Well, I sent you what I was going to send you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you listen to it, and I do agree about the umbilical cord and the circumcision. We have yeah, been down no, no, okay, but to talk about it, you know, explain that because once way back uh, four or five years ago, something or another, somebody I think came out, some doctor or nurse, and said she couldn't do the vac the uh, vasectomies anymore because it was so awful, and so I got into reading about it and we did a, a show about it. It's horrendous what they do with the uh, skin. Oh, I I mean. 
that that when they take that, that, huh? It's sadistic. Well, How many he, babies have had ended up with herpes? Uh, yeah, and they argue that the children don't feel anything. Can you believe that? Well, this is what this woman was saying, is that it had been proven that these kids really do. Well, she said, if they don't feel any pain, why the hell are they screaming? You know, she said, I can see they feel the pain. That was what started her saying, I can't do this anymore. And um, the the... But that foreskin, this was this was just amazing to me. The foreskin, the, the, the nerves in the foreskin, as the child is growing, those nerves are picking up the growth sequence and they are turning on portions of the brain in a sequence so that the child can cognitively grow. And when you take that out of the equation, there's certain areas of a male's brain that just don't get the stimulus. That that was that was absolutely frightening to me. You know that so many men. Maybe that's why they're all little donkers. Yeah, no doubt there. I can't disagree. I mean, it was just like it answered so many questions because, again, I don't remember the exact statistics, but it wasn't like, you know. 99.9% of the boys that are born have this uh, foreskin taken off. It was very, it was just a very small fraction of it until they decided, no, look at what we can do. We can make them all dumb. Let's take it off. You know, it's like you're saying, it's another control thing, but a control thing in an area that you wouldn't even consider. And it's a ritual. Yeah, that's and it's a ritual. Yes. Yes. But it's probably a ritual, so that they got some excuse for doing this. Well, as a mother, I was kind of talked into it because uh, basically he um, wanted to stay. You got to keep it clean, and na 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 na. You know, and his father had it done to him, so it was one of those things. That, yeah, we'll take it down the line. Because I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it again. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people take tradition as a religion. They don't realize that it's a tradition is just a collective habit. Whereas right. you might have an individual habit as an individual, but when you have a habit as a group of people, then you call it tradition. It's <laughs> it yeah, it's scary. Now, see, I had sent you an email. And everything that they were discussing today, I had brought up in the form of questions or this is what I think about that. And so I was so tickled that Nick sent us that because now we can talk about it. And before we couldn't because it just disappeared. Oh, cool. And Mercury's retrograde, that's even cooler yet. What what uh what questions did you have? Because another thing that just absolutely blew me away was that they said that they'd been able to see well, I don't know how the hell they did it, but they could see the flash of light when the sperm enters the cell, uh the human mother's cell. The ovum. Oh, okay. Yeah, she said that they want that energy. 
I know, but who the hell knew it was there? <laughs> I mean, like I say, there was a lot of things that I just had never heard about before. That well, be- they, they've done studies on when people are having sex, so they could see it in the study. Mm. Here, let's probe this. Let's probe. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I tend to think it might have been done under a microscope. You know, where, where they're trying to do that in vitro thing, and they're they're artificially putting sperm in with female. Well, as, as long as the cells are alive, they should be able to see right. that. They blood. must. They must. Yeah, they must have had it. I mean, I can't. How are you going to find? How are you going to take a picture of somebody ejaculating into a vagina and find the one sperm that's going to hit the? I mean, I, know, I, 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 right, right. I got a good imagination, but no, I think it was done. I think it well, was. Well, the the what do you what do you call the the light? It you it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to hit on one. There's many that go off in there. there. I mean, a woman just has one usually, sometimes two, but the men have a whole bunch of little soldiers in their army going off, So, or that can go off. And they have these cameras. I saw it. I saw it with my eyes. I saw them studying this while these people were having sex. And I thought, Are you kidding well, me? No, I'm not. I was so embarrassed and I wasn't even involved in the sex part. Do you have a link? <laughs> no, this was a long time ago when I saw it. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It was insane, but I couldn't seem to stop watching. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Ryan's giving us the the statistics on the worldpopulationreview.com country ranking slash circumcision by country. Okay. Wonder what the numbers are. Shall we look? I'm going to click. The Jewish are are, less circumcising than... Supposedly they they screw through a sheet with a hole in it. They don't even get physically involved in it. That's just like disgusting. <laughs> I didn't know. That. I've never heard that one before. Oh yeah, that's a hearsay that I've heard and gone. Really, man. Jeez. I don't know. This thing isn't. Oh, oh, there it goes. Okay. I mean, if we could all raise our hands to know how long ago it's had since we had sex, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember who I like to have it with. <laughs> I remember. Okay, hundred percent. No, because it's Stan. <laughs> okay, it's a hundred percent circumcision in the United States in a good portion of Africa, half of Africa. Oh yeah, it's so sad. My daughter had to make tools. To circumcise the girls as much as the boys. When she was in Africa, she 3D printed these tools that they would use. Go ahead. And most of the Middle East. But no, virtually nobody in Europe. In Russia, it's like 10, well, not even 10%. About 0%. 0 to 10%. China, same thing. India, same thing. Israel? 
Israel is, uh, no, that's 100% circumcised. Yeah. And then over in, South Africa, there's, I mean, South America, there's uh, none. So, Canada is 20%. Well, maybe a little different. Maybe, maybe a little, 50, no, 40%, probably 40 so there you go that's oh australia 100 percent, and yet no uh, no it's more like 50 percent. but there's nothing in great britain that, that i'm oh yeah great britain's got a little bit maybe 20 percent. france but 10 percent. and i'm sure i'm sure those follows religious uh belief systems yeah probably probably because all the jewish and all the islamic they're all into circumcision Christian too, big time Christian. Well, it didn't used to be that way, but it is now. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna just X out of that. All right, Jan. Good night. Good night, Jan. Love you much. Yeah. Hugs to Keisha. We're working. Um. Okay, so. What was the other things? Um, okay, I've got. I don't know what my notes mean. <laughs> don't know what that means. I said abortion. What were they talking about with the abortion? Well, the abortion, the that's part of ritual too. Yeah, there's a there's a karmic uh, consequence to that. Yeah, but she said that all karma is going to be ill disposed of it. Moving through well, the, she said that uh, the which I don't the, believe the, the karma on the on the abortion can be forgiven, but it, it's it's a it's something between the baby and the mother, right? For it to happen, otherwise it's not going to happen. I was on birth control three of my pregnancies, so <clears throat> you were on birth control. Yes. Oh wow. My best friend had twins, and she was on birth control. That makes sense. No, because well, the universe makes, said you're going to have this child, like it or not. You think you're in control? Because the birth control <laughs> is based on withholding the ovum, and there, and in that cases where it fails, therefore it releases all the eggs at once. That's why women that are that are on on the pill end up having multiple pregnancies. Because the pregnant the 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 chemistry fails and the body is releasing all the ovens at at once, so you end up having three, four, five babies all at once. You know what I find interesting is that concept of um, well, like my my niece, she and her husband had tried to get pregnant, tried to get pregnant, and there was a medical problem supposedly. But then they went into trying to adopt and they couldn't get, you know, there wasn't babies to adopt. I don't remember what it was. So finally they ended up um, doing... Um, Surrogate? No, no, no. Um, where they took in the child, but they didn't have any... Foster. Foster, thank you, thank you. So they took this little baby, I mean, she was just a baby. As a matter of fact, the doctor said to them that if she hadn't been 
taken away from her parents. They, they took them away because of child abuse. That child would have had a flat head because it wasn't being picked up enough. You know, and they just would ignore it type of thing. So they take this little girl in and because my sister lives just, you know, in the same neighborhood, she began to do a lot of babysitting. And so I would talk to her while she was babysitting this little girl. And it was just amazing to, you know, see my sister in, in such a good good place because she could love and, and take care of this child. And I'm thinking, I know this child started out in a bad place, but I got to tell you, Right now, there's nobody on the face of the earth that can love her more than my sister. My sister's just one of these very, very loving people. So, um, uh, she wasn't, I don't think, I think she may have just been in her first to second year when my niece got pregnant with twins. And you see that happen a lot. They finally get an adopted child and then right on top of it, they'll conceive on their own. I wonder what that's about. It takes well, their mind off of it because I used to tell people who would come to me trying to get fertility and <clears throat> I would say, go buy a car, go buy a house, <laughs> take your mind off of wanting offspring. Yep. We're thinking about it. Just that's start. what that's what blocked it, the obsession. Yes. That's true. But why? Why would the obsession block it? Well, think about think about uh, the the rules in in manifestation. When people want to manifest something, um, they keep making the same mistake. They keep putting it in the future. They want money. They want a car. They want a house. They don't. They don't conceive that it's it's there. It's already in, way in front of you. No, they they put it somewhere in the future. So on, on babies, forget it. it. Everybody knows it takes nine months to put up to put a baby. So they keep pushing it and they keep pushing it. They keep putting it in the future. You you let it go, and then the the, the body can take over and do what it does naturally. But when their mind is focused on it, they keep they keep affecting it and they keep putting it in the future. In the future, the, the people do the same thing with jobs. It's with true. getting a house, they keep putting it in the future. They keep putting it in the future, and uh, 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 never gets here because it keeps you keep shoving it to the future. Uh, and that tightens your body's muscles. Yeah. Right. It's stress and fear. If you can't live in peace and serenity, no matter what's going on around you, you will have nothing. <laughs> in my world, anyway. Okay, the other, the, other, the other thing they mentioned, the kids are getting 72 vaccinations. That <laughs> the children at birth, we're talking at birth. We're not talking just throughout the whole educated bullcrap time that they're supposed to get inoculated. Boy, am I glad I didn't have kids. <laughs> I'm serious. I would feel so so like oh my god they're out I mean if, if I if I lived in, and saw what they've done to children and I was buying into it I would really have a problem with that 
Well, I've forgiven myself because I only knew what I was taught to believe until I saw it differently. So, yeah, I, I think that, that that's what it is: is that we've got to forgive ourselves for falling for the crap. And uh, that's how I became a better me because I wasn't going to play the same role as my parents, who did nothing for me and treated me like shit. And my young children. They're little people, and they don't deserve to be treated like shit. So. Now, the other thing that they talked about was the dolphin. Do you, what do you know about that, Mona? Well, it's a Dreamtime thing I know by its totemness, but um, I must have missed that part. Yeah, they were talking about birthing with the dolphins. Well, yeah, that would have been fun. Well, I, I had no idea what they were saying, birthing with the dolphins. What the heck? Well, the, ba- the dolphin delivers the baby, literally, and sends it to the top of where you're at. It just it, it adds a special spirit bond. To me, that's what I would think. Did you ever see the videos uh, with uh, Drumbalo Melchizedek about the uh, water births? Oh, my all daughter the, had a all, water birth. That the... The most surprising thing about the water birth is that the babies are born pain-free. Passive. Because the one thing that the doctors, and this has been filmed, it's been captured in film, is that when the woman is experiencing the contractions that will, you know, finally release and push out the baby's body, uh, she experiences an orgasm. Well, the yeah, contra- the contractions are actually the, the woman goes into into uh, into orgasmic contraction, so she's not experiencing pain, which we, women are subjected to birth in hospitals. It's the most traumatic thing there is. Well, it if, is because if, it's if, <laughs> hours. If you've ever had contractions for hours upon hours upon hours upon hours, yeah. And that was the other thing they were pointing out that you can birth, you should be birthing very quickly, and that the drugs that they're giving you are to prolong the agony. I'd had no drugs. I had no, no, I didn't let them do any of that to me. Yeah, but again, it's the programming thing. You know, they make it, they make birthing painful and time consuming and awful instead of what it should be. Did you hear a question about any of the cesarean? Did somebody bring up cesareans? Because, yes. oh, what did she say? Um, she 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 said that as far as the the mechanism of birth, she didn't find that there was a loss of anything. In that, you know, traveling down through the birth canal or being taken out, except for the initial concept of the energy flow in other words when you're going down that birthing thing you're probably going through a, a total energy explosion like she's your mother's having an orgasm i would think you know okay uh what is an orgasm well it's it's an immense energy explosion so you miss out on that right but and also she said something to the effect that the first thing that you would feel in in birthing would be like gloves, rubber gloves, and, you know, uh, maybe a metallic instrument. And she said all of that is not something that is critical, in her opinion. And she said 
And to be honest, she said some of these spirit babies just don't want to go through, and she called it pain of the birth canal. So she saw it as, you know, when you're going through that birth canal, it can be kind of traumatic. And some babies say, I ain't going to do that again. You know, just cut me out. <laughs> yeah, but that's what part of makes us human. Because dogs do it, cows do it, every, you know. Most births onto this planet are through the vaginal. Yep. I had uh -huh. all, all three of my kids' C-section. <clears throat> my mother's sister, she didn't have a choice because uh, of the, she had uh, the shape of her bones from birth. She cannot naturally have childbirth. So all, all three sons were C-sections. What they said to me about that was... Um, my bones were, my hip bones, what do you know, cervical type bones were the, like a, a male. They wouldn't stretch. Oh. Mm. Uh -huh. When you, when you, when you, you said that your children, you know, that you had C-section and I thought about your children, I said, yeah, they're kind of wimpy. They would have decided to do it the easy way. <laughs> 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 that wasn't so easy for me. <laughs> I hope I hope that isn't listening. <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's like uh, I, I just who knows, you know what it's like. I mean, I th there's people that go through that. I'm trying to think of what it is. Primal screaming or something. The right. What's that about to do with it? Because I know it has something to do about your, you know, being a kid being born wouldn't that be the perception of what was happening through the birth canal because i guess each one of us might even get a different kind of thing i have a twin sister i supposedly kicked her pushed her back up there and said you ain't going first i am oh, so really? she had the scar her whole life of like my toenail cutting her cheek oh dear and that uh so between having two in there for how long, and my mother having is vaginally that I knew of or not, you know, and it's like, jeez. Not that I remember any of those things except that part. Like, no, I'm going first. Had enough of your ass. Leave me. I'm out of here. <laughs> but the um, whole concept of the video was having the notion that our souls and our spirits have a choice to pick our family and the humans that we want to learn our lessons through or follow in our journey with or however, whatever it is. But that's, I read that with Jane Roberts. It's called The Seventh Oversoul. And it explains all of that, where sometimes the spirit made a contract on the other side and doesn't want to deal with it. And they've got actual other spirits that say, come on now. You don't want to not do this. You asked to do this, you know. So they have to kind of talk them into being reborn. Uh, but what they were saying was that the whole mind concept of us believing that this is our only time and that we didn't have past existences is completely gone. So you know your whole Akashic records, supposedly. But then when they said that they're not going to need duality, why would you cut out the format of how the 
creation of life is manifested. You know, to me, that's like putting in the new agey shit and saying, well, you don't need that. You, you know, you, you learn the occult, you're dealing with the devil. You're going straight to hell. When occult just means hidden meaning because they've been hiding the truth of the facts of the manifestation of life and birth on earth. In earth, both. And so, you know, but that spark thing, yeah, I've seen where a soul has left the body, but it's a smoke and not a spark. So I guess the spark goes out at death. Interesting. Over. You know, um, in Cosmic Reality, I actually wrote a note because we were talking about DNA, a Cosmic Reality show on Tuesday. And I'd written this this uh, this note about DNA because one of the most aha moments concerning the connection between who we are and maybe the fact that there's been at least one group of ETs, maybe a dozen groups of ET that have actually mucked with our DNA. And Anelia Benz tells a story. It's actually in one of the Chronicles uh, shows that we put up. And she tells this story about going through some of her notes that she would take down when she had clients on the phone. And there was this one whole amount of, a, lot of, a lot of notes taken. And it turned out that while she was talking to the client, she started getting like a download of information regarding... DNA in the Anunnaki <clears throat> and what she said was that yes Anunnaki DNA had been used to um, influence the DNA of human beings but what they didn't realize is that this connection at the DNA level between the human beings that had been manipulated by the DNA and the natural Anunnaki DNA would resonate together. So, in the world of Anunnaki, it's very similar to what they're trying to build here. There's like one world government, and everybody that is an Anunnaki citizen is, you know, is owned by the oligarchy, the the powers that be. Well, what in the notes were telling her that the Anunnaki were having a terrible time on the Anunnaki world because as citizens of humanity on Earth began to <clears throat> awaken and become aware, it was happening to the Anunnaki people. And they were having a situation where the people were beginning to revolt from being slaves. <laughs> and you know that that's and I I so I mean I so appreciate Anelia keeping those notes <clears throat> and going back over them and finding this information out because it makes so much sense to me that why is why is this turn of events here on on Earth so darn important to everybody in apparently in the universe at least the the galaxy. Well, it's really important if you've got 
whole groups of ETs that have messed with our DNA. You know, maybe we got a little Anunnaki, maybe we got a little, uh, I don't know, uh, Turian, maybe we got some from uh, the Pallades, you know. So you've got a mixture in the DNA of human beings on Earth. Mm -hmm. And one time I had sort of like a download thing. And it was about similar information. It wasn't, this just sort of fortified what I had seen in the download. But what I think happened was that <clears throat> the all these different groups of ETs have been fighting with each other for millennium. And there was no concrete way to be able to create a piece that was galaxy-wide. So... I think the creator gods, in other words, the source god, I don't think they started out making a human being. (laughs) I think they started out making somebody or some being very close to them in their conceptualization of reality and in their ability to manipulate reality that they then sent out to create their own little, go out there and just create, uh, you know, what you think you want to create. And the source god sits back and watches it and says, oh, that's interesting. Well, we should try that one, you know. And just watches this stuff. Because if it's our job to become aware and awake, I'm assuming that's to make the source god an all-knowing god. That he is or she is or they are in the future and in the past. And we're sort of in this really strange place of, making the story as to how they got there. So you got creator gods that start creating all sorts of different versions of life. And in our case, Gaia, along with some of the other creator gods, said, you know, (laughs) this whole experiment's going haywire because they keep fighting each other. They don't go and and become more conscious, to become more aware, to become more godlike. They just stay in this weird fighting each other and they decide that the reason is it's because they don't have a family connection they don't have each one of them had been building their own little energy bubbles and there was not a connection between any of the others so it was you know there wasn't anything to work with there was no resonating love so what they decided to do was to create a human well, we ended up being Earth, Gaia, and, and us humans, that they would manipulate the highest form of life on the planet into having all of the DNA from all of the galaxy family. And at that point, those people that have the love connection to each and every one of the other ET families can play the arbitrator, the negotiator. And lead the lead the galaxy at least into a sense of peace and love. That's what I think it's all about. <laughs> what do you guys think? All I can think of is that the other side that is against us to being the things that we're supposed to become and putting all the words in the right places, but the meaning isn't the same. Like the joy and the love and the peace and the serenity, yeah. You will own nothing and you will like it kind of deal. Because 
they're wanting people to believe how simplistic life can be and that so many have watched and let manipulate in their brain the entertainment and the television and the advertising and the government and the promises of religion has made us into mushheads, man. Where we've lost our pride, we've tempered away from us any kind of moral system. Would you take and let your child become a boy because your daughter wants to play with trucks? I mean, come on. This has gotten so outrageous. And then what do those spirits and souls? They have nothing that they can do about it because we don't always know the repercussions of the actions that are being done because the universal law has its own play out. No matter how much we want to believe or know or think that it's going to turn into a certain way, We've got to remember, we're only in theory. Universal law has pure control. So until we get our humanity back for unconditional states of living, and yeah, sure, you got to have some rules every now and then, but we've taken so much for me, 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 me. Instead of us, we, us, we. That's why the Amish get away with so much that they are at peace. You don't hear this Amish family decided to tear up the other Amish family and that, oh, the horses got loose. (laughs) We don't hear that because it's not real. But once we get into this kind of conditioning that... uh, it's not a manifested future when it is. It's it's all manifested by us. But what programming are you going to believe to utilize and make and manifest an outcome? Uh, that's the real questions that we've got to do here. Because, man, I've never known myself as the spirit to jump back in. But it's fun to try to find it so then you don't have repercussions of an ugly future, no matter what. Go ahead. Well. Okay. Um, Interesting. (laughs) Walt, do you have anything you want to comment on? Two minutes to break. Over. Yeah, I got to go feed a goose, so I'll be away from my keyboard. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to do a five-minute one that Dolly will enjoy. And, Dolly, do you have something you wanted to say before we went to break? No, but after. Okay. Oh, so I'm going to miss it. Oh, well, I'll be back. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of the show possible. And who are they, Arnie? I'll tell you. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. They have crystals, polished rocks, clothing, jewelry, candles, incense, shungite gifts, and more. Mystical Wares is the home of the shungite beehives, and that means yummy honey. You can get a live video or a session. Now that sounds like a lot of fun, 
but even more fun and coming soon, and this is very exciting for Martini Heads, they will open up Bigfoot's Den, a family-friendly joint with coffee, with alcoholic beverages, dining, dancing, pizzas, huge cinnamon rolls, pool, darts, karaoke, and Lord only knows what else. And that's going to be downtown in the city of Cedro Woolley, the gateway to the North Cascades. So go to mysticalwares.com and check it out. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. And jolly lovely people they are too. And who knows, you might get to meet Sasquatch at Bigfoot's Den. All things are possible in this new world that's coming to be. Scalar Energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. And welcome back to the Say What Show for September 2nd, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Bradler. You guys back? I am. And I did say that I would talk. I feel it in my bones. I love that song. Thank you. Well, I, I, just the only song I could imagine playing at that time. <laughs> And that song, for those that might not hear it, because I have to take things down because I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's called I Said That I Would Sing, and it's, oh, God, I can't even read it. Kirtania, K-I-R-T-A-N-A. And it's just, you know, so, I mean... It, it's hardly any song I've ever heard that even comes close to this message. Yep. It's really precious. And she understands how I feel about home. I mean, heaven home type home. Oh, it just brings me to tears every time. But they're happy tears. They're not sad. It makes me happy. Uh, did you have something you wanted to comment on? Um, oh, it's something new. It's not a comment on what we've been talking about, but they did bring this up in their discussion. <clears throat> um, she said something about the old dome, and now we have the new dome. What are they talking about? I heard that, too. I didn't know. Yeah, what? it's like the Tartaria thing. 
is that this is first I, the first thing I hear is that Russia has released the records on Tartaria, an old civilization that existed here that we know nothing about. Now all of a sudden, Tartaria is alive and well, and the people are giants. So it's like, where is she getting this information? Because I don't know what they're talking about. So uh, I'm as confused as you are. Wow. Yeah, the Tartarians are, because they ask a question about having babies with Tartarians. Well, it's kind of difficult because they're giants. It's like, where are these giants? Are they hiding in a special place where nobody sees them when they're, <laughs> nobody on the streets has ever met one? You mean these days? Yeah, exactly. Because there were giants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm t I'm talking about the present. She's okay. she's talking about Tartarians <laughs> about, about being alive and well and and being alive today. Yeah. So, and then when she spoke about those domes, I don't know what she's talking about. That blew my mind. <laughs> That's like they might remind me of people that believe in the flat earth. There are people that believe that we are living on a dome. If I'm going to believe anyone, it's going to be you because you're going to ask the posse and they will say yes or no or you know you're talking out of your behind so that's just gonna that's gonna be the my final person that i'm going to ask a question about this so if they don't want to answer the question well then maybe it's not true to begin with if they won't answer that but i don't know or maybe it's one of those questions that they cannot answer oh we have to find out later you have or to. maybe it's true yeah yeah. Now think about this, Walt. Think about, uh, you know, we're, well, I've been down there, so I know it's true that there's an underground civilization. Um, Admiral Byrd apparently knows that. I, I was yeah. there in a, shamanic, uh, in a shamanic journey as well, because that's how I, when I did a journey, I did a, a session for a Russian lady. Her guides are all on the inner earth. And they're the ones who gave me the information because she's the one who's, uh, she was given uh, a new kind of a therapy. I had to write an entire book on it for her to be able to use this. So I know there is because I've been there. <laughs> okay, so so <clears throat> I was watching the, the TV and there was a, a segment on a system of belief that I've heard before, but, you know, was brought up on a television program that when Earth was first formed, it had a liquid center core, but that over time, it ended up having a crystal start to grow and that the crystal is fascinating, creating facets and that the facets are what's creating the devil's triangles all over the world. That's what the story was about. But think in terms of what, what what if this is true and what if there is an inner earth okay if you had an inner earth that was the diameter of the globe the world in other words it goes cuts right through the middle of it so their world would be flat inside a dome uh. 
No, it would be a, it would be a, it would still be a, a sphere, but you're on the inside. It's like a Dyson sphere. Well, I know that, but from their perspective and their reality, it's flat, oh. and I'm in a dome. That's why I'm saying, from from the standpoint of certain people, uh. you know what I'm saying is that if you're an inner Earth person, do you somewhere in your bank of knowledge know that no, it's flat? <laughs> And therefore, all those people out there that believe in a flat Earth may be have or some connection to the inner Earth. That's what I'm saying. Well, there's a there's a psyop movie. There's a psyop movie. It's, I think it's a series. I don't know how many seasons it lasted, and it's called uh, the Dome or Under the Dome. And again, it's a it, it's a it's a cabal yeah, psyop because uh, you know everybody is little by little. Is being influenced to believe that you live inside a dome, so it's a psyop. Well, so, stratospheres. There's different levels of the um, atmospheres. Go ahead, Dolly. So if we live, I'm just saying this: we live in a dome. <clears throat> First question is, what happened to the old dome? Second question is. Is this dome so huge that it encompasses the moon and Mars because they have told us we have been, we landed on the moon and uh, they had something land on Mars, that little thing that drove around, landed on Mars. And um, the if, if, we didn't. Uh, if the dome is inside, and the moon and Mars is outside, then w we evidently travel through. Uh, what do they call that? Time warps, not time warps. Uh, the thing the military has, and you can, they can travel uh, to the moon. Because I do believe there's a moon base, but I don't know uh, how they got there. The the method of travel, transportation. Are the posse taking a break today? Oh, you and my you posse. <laughs> <laughs> I want to learn this stuff like I'm supposed to, on my own. Why do you think that you were given a posse? Because they don't want you to learn? They don't answer the questions anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not to you. <laughs> My posse is here to protect me. If I get into big trouble because I'm going doing things I shouldn't be doing, they're here to protect me oh. and to guide me. But they're not going to guide me in ways that they shouldn't be guiding me because then they would get in trouble. <laughs> uh, that's that's the way I look so at it. So according to your lucky, to your lo logic, uh, they are supposed to stop you from learning stuff. No. <laughs> He's being a brat. He is. <laughs> and I'm not even going to answer that. <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> All I know is that when I do a remote view, 
I don't see no domes. I don't see no fat, flat earth. Right, yeah. Every time I've done crystal THC and gone out his body. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know. I've seen, I've seen the planet from orbit, so I don't see right. any domes. <laughs> exactly. Stratospheres, yeah. And that's how I see the earth, too, because it's like a big jawbreaker. I've I mean, got a picture of the earth from the moon. Yes. On my wall. It's flat. You can't. I've known construction people who have done set size buildings and they have to calculate the curvature of the earth. So I don't care what people think or say, you know, there's a curve to the earth. If you got to have these architects and these contractors and all that other stuff figure out the curvature yeah, of the earth the limit is 100 yeah, 111 kilometers is the limit for the curvature of the earth when when we studied topography topography is the study of the, of the of soil when you are when you're measuring distances and you are farther away than 111 kilometers that's the, the the measuring system is geodesic. You have to change the measuring system because that's where the curvature of the Earth kicks in. If you're measuring within 111 kilometers, you're still flat. Once you move away, big longer, you know, farther away than 100, then then yes, the curvature kicks in, and it's called geodesic. So I had to study the whole thing because that's what, what they taught us in school. Yeah, but geodesic is cool. Yeah. Just like Shungai, geodesic. <laughs> now, that's one thing the woman did bring up twice was Shungai. For protection. Actually, I was just going to say that, yeah. So that was cool that she was, you know, seeing at least that, yes, we are still energy bombarded. And that Shungai will help abate all that BS to the best of our abilities. Yeah, but she was only seeing the EMF of it. <laughs> you know? Um, it, I, she wasn't aware that Shanghai is that's conscious, that's so... Say what, Well, She was not... I mean, uh, I'm not criticizing, I'm just pointing out that if she's a psychic and seeing things, uh, how come she cannot see that uh, how conscious Shanghai is? Unaware. Well, that wasn't the conversation, it was the spirit being born. Well, so, she was, but she was talking about Shanghai and, and the protection capabilities yeah, yeah, of it. She hasn't heard us. Oh. That's right. Um, one of the most intelligent people I know is Cliff High. And um, he's, he's talking about these Shanghai pendants, but he's only saying, talking about the EMF. And it was interesting because I saw that, and then you messaged me about the uh, Shanghai show on Tuesday. And... Derek's not going to be there, and so you suggested that we talk about enterology. And then Mark says, well, I think you always talk about enterology, and that's true, but we talk about it as an aside to Shungite. On this coming show, I want to talk about enterology, because I still see people missing. Why, does it, why doesn't she understand the sentience? Because she doesn't understand the sentience. She's not programmed to see it. You turn that person on to the knowledge that, oh, well, this and this and this, and she's going to see it immediately. You know, yeah. we, were, we were fortunate in that I could see things. 
Mm -hmm. say to you, I'm seeing this. And you would be able to figure out a way to test if I was seeing that and what did it mean. <clears throat> you know, but most people, they don't see it. They are told it's all right to see it and then they can see it. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like the the what do you call it? When the colonists showed and the Indians couldn't see the ships. Exactly. You know, it was the medicine man who told them to that, oh, look at look at the reflection on the water. Oh, they finally saw the ship. Well, who was it that told us that, you know, there were so many UFOs crashing because they the uh, energy field of the earth itself had people believing they didn't exist. And so they entered the energy field of Earth. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, he was a gen gentleman who spoke, uh, no, it wasn't called Alex Collier. I, I, somebody else, because he spoke about, specifically, about the crashes on, in Roswell. Because they, they you know, if, if this technology is so advanced, what would cause them to crash? And the problem was, is, is the energy of in of the re, of the particular reality because in the in the reality of roswell at the time there was not the 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 ships could not exist because they, they don't they don't follow that this reality so that's why they 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 come in and that there's no there's no energy weave for it there's nothing holding it in this reality so the ship crashes all of a sudden the systems fail because think about it the ships re don't have computers they rely on the pilots so if the pilot's consciousness is not in this reality well there's nothing that the, the ship can't run anymore because the pilot's awareness is somewhere else uh in that makes a lot of sense yeah well, this, is, this is exactly what happened to the cosmonauts the cosmonauts were sent up into space, and a whole bunch of them, like, you know, flight after flight. They go they, crazy? They went crazy because, well, they didn't know what it was. So they got them down off of there, and they went through a whole, they, they just tried everything. They didn't know what was causing it. And they finally realized it was that when they're, they get to a certain height, they're out of the electromagnetic field of Earth, the energy field of Earth herself. And that was disrupting their conscious ability to, to even function. Yep. They made a device to re replicate the Schumann resonance inside the capsules. Correct. So that's Correct. that's what kept them sane. Correct. So if if you don't have if 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 these people, you know, if if it's the same sort of thing, if the energy field isn't a belief system holding a belief system that will allow them to materialize in it. Bang! The the operator gets confused and the ship goes out of control. It, it kind of reminds you of the rules of cosmic reality, doesn't it? <laughs> reality is what you think it is. Exactly. It's all belief system in theory, isn't it? No, it's not in theory. It's in fact. It's but everybody's in, got different facts. No, there's certain facts that never change. Well, I... Maybe they change, but they're not changing in our foreseeable, foreseeable future, and that's the rules of cosmic reality. Right. You know, I have I have been living with them for, oh, good Lord, 50 years, 40 years, and 
I can tell you that I only see them at, and so many times I go, what what number is that one? You know, right? And you know, there's certain things like the prime directive. Why did this the space you know the space people start talking about a prime directive? Because the prime directive is one of the cosmic rules. You know, and that's why we're in such a very strange state because it's a rule that's being changed, and it's being changed out of necessity because. When you have that rule, you accept this, the situation that you've got two different realities. Your reality and the reality of those that you might want to influence. But the fact, as, as the DNA thing with the Anunnaki show, it's if in, in an energy universe, there is no separation. And that's what I think we're learning, is that you know, everybody is connected to everybody, no matter if you're an ET or not, right. because we all come from the source energy fields. Yes, they differ. They're unique. They're all unique. But when you get into that kind of a mindset, then um, there's nothing that can be denied you, essentially. So that's why I, I say that this is a spiritual war of mass proportions. It's not just on Earth itself. Right. So do we want to listen to Matthew? I do. Walt, you want to read? Okie dokie. September 1st to 2023, with loving greetings from all souls at this station, this is Matthew. We are profoundly grateful for the recent outpouring of healing energy sent to my mother. Your thoughtfulness, love, and appreciation for her years of communication service have helped to have helped her make an extraordinary turnabout from near-death back to feeling very healthy. Now, dear ones, please do something good for yourselves. Breathe deep, exhale slowly, and do this twice more. Breathing deeply and rhythmically helps energy move smoothly through your body, oxygenates cells, and facilitates soul-level knowingness, reaching consciousness. Practice this healthful breathing often throughout your day, so it starts happening naturally. Artificial intelligence has moved near the top of world concerns, and rightly so. Like other technologies, AI can be used beneficially or detrimentally, and the latter is now being used at this early stage of development on Earth. Illuminati make films that are so realistic no one would suspect they are technological productions of individuals' activities and comments that never took place. These fabrications are used to discredit persons who are threats to the dark agenda or force them into compliance with demands. Laboratories where clones were produced closed a few years ago, and now AI is used to create the impression that the individuals seen in public or film clips are the real persons performing in their influential positions. That is, the appearance of continuity of power and politics. 
these clones also look exactly like the actual persons, but since speed, not physical authenticity or longevity is the primary interest, these bodies lack parts that are not obvious in public. We hasten to add <clears throat> that ever-rising vibrations are undergirding efforts of the extraterrestrial special forces and white hats to stop those kinds of productions and prevent new malevolent uses. Because AI has only a, to a toehold on your world, this with digilant, digilant, diligent maneuvering during its growth stages, it can be steered in directions that can significantly enhance healthcare, energy production, education, communication, manufacturing, transportation, service industries, entertainment, and intergalactic travel. As the various threats of this technology are woven into the fabric of life, they will generate innovative systems, procedures, and processes with sensitivity, sound judgment, and imagination that will benefit all life on Earth. Artificial intelligence will change life as dramatically as life ever, ever the Industrial Revolution differed from life stone in the Stone Age, exists in many places throughout the universe. Like everything else in existence, it is energy operation on operating on bandwidths or frequencies aligned with intended use. Energy cannot be destroyed, but it can be directed. And in the case of highly developed AI, only if it's willing. In some cases, its development has been so widely managed, it operates mammoth spaceships or planetary biospheres and pockets of AI have established their own fine worlds or live compatibly and cooperatively with human or other species of advanced souls. Other pockets have chosen opposite courses. Various universal councils have successfully persuaded some malignant pockets to turn into constructive benevolent directions and diplomatic negotiations are ongoing with those still on, malevol on malevolent pathways. Another kind of development, transgenderism, also has emerged. First, let us say there are occasional instances of biological abnormalities within a person's heart, mind and body are not the same as the, as the apparent birth gender. Throughout the years, young and older adults knew this was true about themselves. Male or female lifetime choice in a soul contract is a powerful sensation have changed gender and become their authentic selves. What is happening now is totally different. It is psychological warfare against family integrity, parental guidance, and, and a maturing responsible generation. Youngsters are very curious about this trendy issue that to them it's mostly a mystery. Even though teenagers know the change means serious physical differences, they cannot perceive the rest of their life as the opposite gender. So, what gave rise to this situation that has convinced some children to undergo gender change? Isolation from friends, cancellation of customary activities, interrupted schooling, and absorbing family stress about financial hardships due to mandated pandemic restrictions caused widespread depression among children. 
Those reactions were among the intentions of the Dark Ones who released the patented COVID-19 virus. They exploit all situations that they can to increase the stress. In this manner, they put into circulation the idea that if children are depressed, it's because boys were born in girls' bodies or vice versa. If children want to feel happy, self-confident and secure, voila, changing gender may provide this. It is no coincidence that this concept sprang up after sex education was added to the curricula in elementary grades and sexually explicit books for children popped up in libraries. That happened quickly because the Illuminati owned publishing houses and set standards for public education. They also tied transgenderism to the gay community and spread the word that anyone who opposes it is homophobic. When its popularity and enigmatic appeal fade, children who underwent the change will need love, emotional supportiveness, and acceptance. Only individuals who want everyone to conform to their personal views would ostracize any of the dear young people who felt they were following heart and soul. Transgenderism came on the center stage at the same time the film The Sound of Silence was in production. Both show Dark One's blatant assaults on children, today's most vulnerable members, tomorrow's leaders. Nothing about the tra traumatic firestorm that swept through Lahaina, Hawaii, was natural. Wildfire in, wildfires in Canada, the long hot summer throughout the Northern Hemisphere, and the hurricane in South California are not due to climate change as claimed by the very same dark hearts that technology they technologically caused that scope of death and devastation and are causing other tragedies and had hardships worldwide. Those disparate occurrences are akin to a global wake-up call. And in this regard, we want to speak about advancing in spiritual unconscious awareness. We have been criticized for speaking about politics, the economy, mainstream media, and the pandemic, by readers who believe that kind of information doesn't belong in messages of spiritual nature. We respect their opinion, but we think they are ignoring the conscious part of advancing in awareness. Does that, does that not include learning the truth about what is happening on Earth, that many evolved civilizations are helping the light forces vanquish the darkness that has been controlling life on the planet for eons? Never have we advocated focusing on darkness. That gives it its energy. But ridding it from this world requires acknowledging its existence and bringing it to light. If messengers of the light did not talk about this essential cleansing process and the planetary and personal ascension that are transpiring in tandem, from what source would it come? The critical readers are among the many who are enth enthusiastic about Jezara Nesara, so let us speak about this. If not messengers of the light who would have told you about this United States legislation that is that is no less than the blueprint for world for world transformation, uh, National Economic Security and Reformation Act G was added because the act's impact will be global. Mother, please insert what Saint Germain, the principal light being involved in writing this act, told me about it. In quotes, some consider Nasara to be political and economic in nature, while others view it as a spiritual 
because of the high level light beings affiliated with it. Nazara is both. When people are severely oppressed by political and economic conditions that foster impoverished living circumstances, lack of health care and education, monopoly of natural resources, slave labor, unjust laws and courts, starvation and tyrannical regimes, offering soul food isn't enough. When people are pre preoccupied with mere survival requirements, giving them only spiritual messages is not going to bring about the global reforms they need to rise out of their misery. That's why the provisions of Nazara are monumental in scope, embodying sweeping reforms for Earth that will begin as soon as the legislation is officially announced. When people become aware of the reforms, they will be motivated to participate according to their capabilities. End quote. <clears throat> Mother, thank you. Time and again, during the 20 plus years since Nassara was signed into law by President Bill Clinton, puppets of the darkness have prevented its announcement. First by gag order, next by the ungodly event known as 9-11, and since then a series of unscrupulous legal actions. So some years ago, the light forces started moving forward on the act's provisions without official acknowledgement. We have mentioned in previous messages that new global economic systems that will replace the correct system of countless computer transactions based on thin air that makes the wealthiest still wealthier. The act will put all currencies on the gold standard, eliminate national debts to IMF, an Illuminati, Illuminati money laundering and lending institution, and ending an end or reduced personal debts. Also, we have spoken about the United States Corporation. What about 250 years ago, European royalty and other Illuminati surreptitiously formed to replace the, new, the newly united colonies sovereign republic government? The act will remove the illegal corporate tentacles that reach around the world and will reestablish that country's constitutional governance. Beloved family, the life forces versus the dark forces battle is in the home stretch, so to say, and opening minds are looking for information that can be trusted. Until these awakening souls learn to heed their intuition, they will look to external sources, and your light is a beacon of illumination and truth. Albeit most dynam dynamic activity is behind the curtain of the world stage, you can share with truth seekers your awareness of world changes underway. All light beings in this universe are supporting you with unconditional love every step along your Earth journey. Love and peace, Suzanne Ward. Uh, note from Zuzi. Family, friends, and my distribution team have to thank you on my behalf for your good wishes, blessings, and healing love. Now I can tell you myself how much your notes mean to me. Hundreds, maybe thousands of you have written heartfelt expressions of caring about my well-being and your appreciation for Matthew's messages. I won't be able to reply personally. One life change is no more, is no more computer marathons answering many emails. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Back to you, Chief. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, 
anybody got anything they wanted to say about that? It, I mean, he does get into quite a few things. Mona? Mm-hmm. Well, no. is it, oh. Okay, go ahead, Walt. No, it's, I was going to say that uh, um, uh, Michael Sala uh, directed people to uh, Elena Denan's website because at, at, in YouTube she got uh, uh, attacked on YouTube because they wouldn't let her play her, her video because she did um, uh, an audio with um, with the information as to what is what happened in the Lahaina. Because the the thing in in Lahaina, the, she he she does say that it, it was a land grab. Because if you look at the map of Lahaina, only the middle class and the lower class properties were affected. All the homes of the of the elite the elite of the wealthy people in the island, nobody was touched. So their stuff was untouched. So and and the other thing is that. They, because they, they've been, for many years, they've been wanting to buy the island and, and the na- 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 natives don't want to sell. That's why they did this. But they also had another, an, another reason. She said that uh, the island has like an energy portal. The island itself is an, a powerful energy portal. And by creating such dramatic and traumatic loss of life in the island, that changes the polarity of that portal. So it goes from positive to negative and says that they've been doing this for the longest time. You know, very good places on Earth have been made negative because they purposely create uh, trauma and great loss of life in the area affected. And that's, uh, that's what they do. That's how they do their rituals. But uh, she doesn't say if they were successful in, in in achieving making the island negative in that sense. So, Well, according to Janine, she got that the children were actually rescued. Uh, she she uh, confirms that as well. I hope so. Yeah. Um, because how many are there? Is this a thousand something? Two thousand something. Two thousand. According and to... That, the, in, uh-huh. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say that uh, according to the information from Thor Hand is that the reason this attack took place, was able to take place, is because the the deep state was able to install in orbit uh, the the satellites that have the, the DEWs. They're actually stealth satellites. So I don't know what kind of stealth technology they're using, but it makes them very difficult to detect and locate. That's why they were able to get away with this. Otherwise, they would have uh, shut them down. Rather interesting that it burnt everything except if it was blue. So, so. It the burnt color. everything except things that were blue? Right. Blue on rooftops, blue cars, blue umbrellas. They didn't get burnt, but everything else around them got burnt. There was a church that survived while everything around it burned. I wonder what color it was. Right. And you said it it happened because it didn't have any metal? You said it was a stone church? Well, I didn't know at the time. I said it could have been a stone church. Oh. 
why i mean i don't know i said you know because the stone would may may not have been in the frequency uh -huh. they were after. boys and girls there was nothing left not even rocks or boulders or anything else everything was scorched you know that got scorched so these energies and temperatures were more than what a normal fire would be anyway just like 9-11. Mm -hmm. yep. um, I was wondering, did anyone hear Matthew say that his mother got a stronger or different kind of ability like I have to hear they psychic abilities? No, I just thought he was talking about her health. Oh, see, I didn't hear it. And I wondered if it, it's just that I didn't hear it. But doesn't she hear the Ma Matthew's messages like you hear the your group? To my knowledge, yes. But I wondered if the, her abilities got stronger or, or oh, added to in some way. Or, yeah. Uh-huh. Are you looking at an upgrade? I don't uh -huh. know how to answer that right uh -huh. now because of so what you got happened. a new superpower, huh? and you can't talk about it. <laughs> it's okay; you don't need to tell us. It's a uh, on need to know basis. <laughs> well, I can't tell you something I'm not sure of. No. I bet you she can walk through walls now. Not hardly. <laughs> I don't want to have that kind of ability. <laughs> I, I would refuse it. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> so, um, well, let's see. We haven't covered uh, the current political stage, which is getting more insane all the time. Mm -hmm. um, we had that hurricane go through, and... It did quite a bit of uh, destruction, but as far as I know, in Florida, only one person has been confirmed death, dead from the storm, which is, uh, you know, a statistic that you don't ever see. So people got out of the way. And um, I was surprised how many of them literally left. Right, well, remember what was it last year? All those people that didn't, right? You know that I think that was fresh in their minds because it's like when I first the first storm that ever really gave us a, a huge impact um, was it my in my area was uh, Andrew. We had seen storms that hit like Palm Beach and you know could have hit us that type of thing. But it was Andrew. And at the time of Andrew, it just was like, it blew up very, very quickly. And the inability for people to really motivate towards protection was just not there. Because nobody had experienced this threat. You know, and so they're talking about a storm off the, they, you know, but boy, I'll tell you, 
it was because of Andrew that so many changes were made to Florida. But again, time went by, and you see people, new people come in. They don't know what the hell is so awful about these storms. And you get other people that say, well, I've seen so many that came by. I'm not going to move, you know. Um, but with the storm from Ian last year and this one this year, it's like, oh, yeah, I know a lot of people that didn't move. I'm going to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. They were basically telling them, you know, run from the water and hide from the wind and you don't have to go very far in in to you know protect yourself and just find your friends that that was what i thought was really a different i I hadn't heard this pushed as much um to, to call friends and family and say can we just stay there for the duration of the storm um so it seems like a lot of people might have done that too because I didn't hear of, you know, problems with hotels being overrun and stuff like that. So, communities kind of come together, and when you've had a near miss like that, you pay attention. I'm just glad I wasn't there. Yeah, well, I'm glad it wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, I was watching out for you girls. Well, I know so many people were, and I thank them. I was uh, watching, too, because I thought, now I... I know that hurricanes change direction on the on the head of a pin mm-hmm. because that's what Charlie did. Yes, it yeah, is. But it's always the same spot, Dolly. If you look at and somebody, I only heard one guy talking about this, but I had seen that with Charlie and then um, another storm that recently hit. The same thing happened. It went up through Orlando, but right there is a, a the, the the coast juts out enough just enough that when the storm is coming in it gets caught on the land and gets you know it's sort of like somebody a, a, a dancer who's going around in a circle and somebody grabs their arm and turns them in the other direction that's what happens and so i was very concerned until it passed that point because you're right i mean charlie was like it was yeah. us, not not nothing to worry about, and the next thing you know, it was on top of us. Right. We were settling down for the night because Charlie was just going to breeze by us. Holy crime, did the things change that night. It, that's why I was watching. Yeah. But, no, I didn't even get too much rain here. A couple of showers. And it did get windy on, like, uh, the day after the storm. Yes, yes. It was the day after here, too. Right. It would have those gusts, like, right. uh, it would, the skies would open, and and you'd get flood uh, puddles, but and the wind would blow like mad, and then it would stop, like, in 10 minutes, and the waters would go down, and and then like two hours later, we'd get the same thing. So it was nothing really scary here, just like a summer storm. Yeah. And DeSantis came out looking very good. I mean, I I'm I think he's a great governor. Um, but it's sort of the Peter principle. You know, you, you, you're good at a job, so you get promoted, but you can't do that job, so you don't have any more promotions. 
I kind of like get that about him, and I don't know why he didn't wait another four years. What's the big to do? And I think he was pressured into it. Probably by the rhinos is what I'm mm-hmm. afraid. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, I think of him as a, a a professional politician, and I don't trust him. Yes, that's the there's way I feel. It's an underlying. I just don't trust him. So, the bake on the other hand, I love that guy. He's he's <laughs> just so much fun, and you know he goes on the Fox Network all the time. And he he's got like the best the best platform. Fox is the number one station for news now. Bar, you could add all the others up, and Fox is going to beat him. And so he, somebody says something about him. Nikki Haley says some. Oh, he doesn't know anything about foreign affairs, and he said this, and he said that, and you know. So they ask him directly. Nikki Haley says that you said that and that and that, and the guy says. Oh, all right, let me t- explain this to you. And then he, he he absolutely blows their statement out of the water. Yeah. And he and he's getting all of this incredible. I mean, if if he if he's popular, it's because Fox is pushing him. And it's because he's willing to go on anybody's show. Ask yep. me anything. Yep. And I don't use notes. He's he's really and 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 plus that Donald Trump is for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is a very intelligent man, and oh, yeah. so far his intelligence has not been corrupted, and I well, hope it never I, gets corrupted. You know, he, he was a commentator. He, I used to watch him come on different shows talking about this, that, and the other thing. And he really impressed me. And then all of a sudden, he's running for president. And it was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And he's just, even the things they say, he doesn't know anything about. And he keeps calling them neocoms, which is brilliant, because that's exactly who they are. The neocoms are behind everything that is foreign policy concepts. And... Uh, one world government kind of thing. So, um, yeah, he's fun. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, let's see what what other things happen. The Canada Canada still got fires. Washington's got a few fires, but I don't even know who said this recently. I just heard it. Is that worldwide? There's really has been a a tick quite a tick down of fires you know they they keep saying climate change climate change you know and yet in in africa there's been fewer of them there's fewer in the united states it was like what what you people they just say whatever they want to say and they hope that nobody fact checks them and if they do they ignore it but fox is waiting for it (laughs) and they say and then they said this and let's see what the facts are Oh, they should bring, they should, somebody should make a, what do you call it, a new virus, the Argentine virus, because if they, if they injected the population here with the Argentine virus, nobody would listen to the news, nobody would even believe anything the news say, that's, that's the way it works in Argentina, you don't, you don't automatically, without question, you, if, if it was said in the news, it's not true, 
<laughs> Don't ask me how it works, but that's the way they are. You tell them, anybody, I heard in the news, what? No, you heard in the news, yeah, that's it. it's all made up news. Nobody even listens to like, what? <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I had a Russian say to me once, you know, he said, you know, you people in America, you listen to your media and you think they're telling you the truth. You are not as free as the Russian people because we know it's not the truth. <laughs> no question about it. You know, when I said, yeah, yeah, that's about the way it is. But things, they are changing. Uh, let me see if I got any other mm-hmm. notes. Um, not really. So, um, what else, Dolly? You got anything that you saw that you heard or whatever? Well, I heard that Fanny, Fanny, what's her, Hill, is that her last name? She uh, is in big trouble in one of Trump's lawsuits. I I read it and I thought, holy crime, she is in big-ass trouble. (laughs) They're going to laugh that one right out of the courts. But you know what? I can't remember what it is. <laughs> oh, jeez. I get so mad at myself. So what? They're they're accusing Trump of uh, sexual favors or something? No, 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 no. The, 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 uh, the court case that she's brought against Trump, just like the, all the others, is just absolutely bogus. It's being brought in with things that were like, a, a, a law that they passed at the time of the end of the Civil War to try to get a handle on the Ku Klux Klan. It's the only time it's ever been used. One of them she brought up. Um, there's another one that is just so preposterous that none of the lawyers can even figure out how she thinks she's going to get away with it. So from a legal standpoint, she doesn't seem to have any kind of a case. However, it is Georgia. The courts are you know, probably going to have more Democrats. And they're trying to uh, push this out, but what they, what they're after, what they're after, is to prove this. Okay, so and she's using uh, racketeering laws, conspiracy kind of things, and so what 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 they're looking for in the Congress, they're they're investigating this, and specifically her motives, basically, and how she's gone about this. But what they're looking for is communications between her office and any of the federal offices. Because then the Congress can cite them for conspiracy to defraud. <laughs> for the same uh, thing they're, they're trying to go after Trump. So sounds I, I like think, an open and shut case. Well, that's what most of them think. But again, it's it's... <clears throat> I think that's why Trump doesn't appear to be very, you know, nervous about anything. But, you know, it is what it is. That's all I can say. I don't know where it's going to go. But I think it's going to, I think he's going to be the next president. Well, I think he's going to have a third term. Let me put it to you that way. Because he never really left as far as we were concerned. Like Roosevelt, who had three terms? He had four. Oh, four. He died in his fourth, just right after the election. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why they set that rule. <laughs> yeah, let's not let that happen again. He was a very interesting man, uh, Roosevelt. FDR. Anyway, okay, so we're down to the last two minutes. You want to say good night, Walt? Oh, good night, Walt. Good night, Dolly. <laughs> good night, everybody. I feel so much better that y'all were here with us. And uh, for those who listen after the show, I, I appreciate you listening, being, sharing your energies. And don't forget love blankets. Night, night. <laughs> Walter. I'm going to second the, uh, the sheriff and say love blankets to everyone. Good night, everybody. And Mona. Do it till you make it. That's all I can say. Stand up for your rights to be a human being and to enjoy the journey that we have out in front of us. And Kind of trust. I know it's not easy, but there are things that are trustable out there. So... Thank you, Nancy, Walt, and Dolly, and all the crew, and the, yes, the love ponchos, man, the love ponchos. And on Tuesday, we're going to have a special program. It's going to start be talking about enterology from the basics, because I think we need to put that up on Rumble so that people who don't understand enterology understand it, because they are talking about Shungite. And we always like people talking about Shanghai. Thanks, everybody. Be safe. We'll see you next time. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>